Welcome to Taking the Lead, a podcast where we talk with top business leaders about the challenges and opportunities they face in today's marketplace. I'm your host, Mary Herman, Managing Director of Global Executive Coaching at Bravanti. We are joined today by two senior leaders from Sedgwick, Michelle Hay, Chief People Officer, and Josh Smith, Global Head of Talent. Sedgwick is a leading provider of integrated, technology-enabled risk management solutions with nearly 31,000 colleagues across 76 countries. Michelle and Josh, welcome. Thanks, Barry. Happy to be here. Likewise. I'd like to start by asking each of you to give us a brief overview of who you are, your journey to Sedgwick, and the role you play now in the organization. I'm Michelle Hay, Chief People Officer at Sedgwick. So the first half of my career was in consulting. Most of that was management consulting. A lot of it was in the high-tech industry, in the HR space for the most part. And then one of my clients asked me to join as their head of HR. And I wasn't so excited about the opportunity because I was a consultant and I loved doing that. What I learned, however, was that I really loved being an HR leader and operating HR. And what I loved about it was you still get to solve really difficult problems like you do in consulting, and you still have to really think about change and how to affect change in an organization and organizationally. And most recently, about a year and a half ago, I joined Sedgwick. Not a lot of people know about Sedgwick. We're a big company though, we're $4 billion in revenue, 30,000 colleagues across the globe. And the reason that I joined Sedgwick was because we have such a great culture already and a great purpose. And for me in my career where I am today, purpose really matters to me. And our purpose is about caring. It's caring for our customers, it's caring for our colleagues, and that's critical for me. I've been at Sedgwick leading the global talent management and employee experience team just over a year, talent acquisition, change management, organizational development and change within the business units or in HR organizations. So I've been fortunate enough to kind of live on both sides, so to speak, of where HR practices exist and seen that in practice in organizations. I'm also very fortunate that I came into Sedgwick with some experience in the insurance industry. And I think that that was really important because business matters at Sedgwick and and everyone's very proud of the things we do in our industry, which really attracted me to Sedgwick because I've seen that pride really turn into growth, into a great culture, into the opportunity to attract great talent. All of those things converged in the opportunity that Sedgwick provided. There's such an awesome foundation at Sedgwick around culture, around core values and our purpose, like Michelle stated, that it almost makes our job as HR professionals fun and easy. And that's really important as well. Also, the leaders at Sedgwick are 
really strong. They do care. And you see that every day in the passion that they bring to their business, but also in how they include others in what they're doing and want to partner really well. So those are just things you can't find at every organization. And so this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to create some value in our space. Josh, I'm curious about the employee experience. I imagine this is a talent attractor for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're very conscious around who we are in the industry, what our industry is. There is very deep expertise in our industry. And it's not very often that you see companies who are very focused on the things that we do every day, claims processing, property adjustment, very detail-oriented processes also have that bend of having the purpose and the core values. And so we saw that as a huge connection point for attracting talent to showcase that the things that the talent market wants now, we have. And it's all about just packaging that in the way that we are around our behaviors and such. And I think it's making a difference. And I think a lot of people want to work for a company with a strong purpose, with strong core values. And while they might not be able to articulate that or say that, it is what they want, is, is what they believe. And I think that as we start to evolve our talent attraction strategy, that we're going to see that take an impact in the talent market for people to be attracted to work for a company like ours, which isn't necessarily the brands you see on TV all the time. It's not the billboards out on the street. It's something where we have to think very diligently around changing the way that we look at talent in the market and show them that we have awesome growth, awesome careers that parallel many of the organizations that maybe come top of mind. And just to take that one step further, if you go out and you look at LinkedIn or you Google Sedgwick, what you'll see is how we have been able to, as an HR team, partner with our marketing team to craft the story that really does make Sedgwick attractive and get some attention in the market. So you'll see if you care, there's a place for you here. We think that's really important because we want to attract people who do care about working for a purposeful company and it is working for us in the market. So I'm really proud about the work that we're doing to just package what we what we already have and market it in a way that really does attract new talent. How does the employee experience impact business results for Sedgwick and how do you deliver that for your customers? We define employee experience as well-being, connection, and growth. And well-being for us is mental, physical, financial, and professional well-being. If you think about connection, then how do we drive connection? There are multiple points of connection. There's connection to the purpose of the organization. There's connection to coworkers. There's connection to your people leader, connection to the role, connection to the communities in which your company operates. And not all of those points of connection are critical for every person. And the key is to have opportunities for employees for each of those connection points. And the people leader needs to understand what's important for each person on their team so that they can help deliver the right points of connection. And then the third pillar within employee experience is growth. How do companies provide opportunities for employees to gain new skills. And if they aren't focused on that, their employees are going to leave. 
So at Cedric, we're really focused on what we call top-down programming. So designing programs that can be used for bottoms-up execution. And that bottoms-up execution is really, really a critical point. We can design beautiful programs all day long, but if we don't have leaders in the field who are really focused on taking the tools that we give them and executing against them, we're not going to have an impact. So what we're really focused on in the moment is this is the people leader and ensuring that number one, they know that their role is to create a world-class employee experience and drive connection. And number two, they have the tools they need to do it. So we've really focused on how do we design tools that people leaders can use easily to drive connection. And I think it's going to be interesting if we fast forward five years to see what does the work world look like and how have corporates responded in order to drive that connection and really focus on employee experience because it does drive the bottom line. It matters to our customers and clients absolutely as well. So outside of our four walls, there's an interesting shift as we talk and partner with our clients that they care about that. They care about what's happening in our employee experience initiatives, what we're doing to shift, what that looks like, what we're doing to support our employees that support them. And it's less about delivering metrics and all of that to them. They want, they want to understand what's happening within our four walls around experience because it matters to them and they can feel that. They can feel when that experience is really strong, that there's a strong partnership with them and great results for them, which is why they work with us. And so that shift has also been interesting where companies are talking to each other on the platform of employee experience, not just HR practices and policies. Spot on there. And I love the integration of the customer perspective. Something that you both talked about, this idea of connecting. We, we see this in the marketplace every day in our work. And one of the focuses in what we're doing with both our employees and the cadre that supports executive coaching for Bravanti is digging into this topic of connection. And each year we host a learning journey for our coaches. And the focus for us is that exactly what you spoke of, what drives real connection. Curious for both of you, what connection means to each of you? If you had to say it in a quick snippet, what does real connection mean for each of you? For me, connection means we care about the work that we're doing because we know it has an impact on our customers and on our coworkers. And we want our coworkers to succeed because when they succeed, we all succeed and we feel that. And I see it as a complex web of connections that individually and simultaneously are beneficial to getting that work done, to being as successful as an individual and team as possible. And that may be connections to a leader, connections to each other, connections to your technology connections to the outside world and what's happening and how that all comes together to connecting with what the organization is doing in their community, in business, in all of that. And it's a complex web of all those connections and each one has to have strength and be worked on at any given time. And quite frankly, it's 
if any given one of those is not quite as strong, that's where we need to shift our attention as HR professionals for one, but two, it does have an impact on the other. So they're, they're not mutually exclusive when we talk about connections. What are some of the complexities of delivering a great employee experience across a global team? I've had time to reflect on this in my year plus at Sedgwick. And one, I'll say that I'm fortunate not to have as many complexities that I think many organizations might face, but there's probably three that come to mind for me. One is connection. Strangely enough, I think outside of being a global company in over 60 countries, we are additionally dispersed by a hybrid and or agile workforce. So how we think about our employee experience strategy and programming takes additional thought leadership and effort to design intentional and varied ways for our employees to stay connected to each other, their leadership, the company in a very authentic way. It also requires a partnership with our leaders and supporting them and their knowledge and buy-in constantly and repeatedly to be a part of that process. So connections, number one. Number two is probably legacy and change. As with any organization, change is always a complexity that grows with all the different variables of an organization. In our sense, so much about Sedgwick's success and growth trajectory has been rooted in doing what they do really well. But as you know, employee experience expectations, the marketplace, our workforces continue to change, which means with that evolution of the experience programs comes change efforts with our leaders constantly who are at the forefront of the company's growth. And so always keeping them in mind in terms of how we bring them along, how we partner in that journey of honoring our legacy and the things that we do well and evolving the things that will continue to help us do well in the future is key. And then third is speed. So as we know in our, in our space, some shifts, program design, collaborative efforts to evolve those things in colleague experience take time. And the anxiety, not, not bad anxiety, positive anxiety for action, we, we, we have as practitioners and our business leaders have, as they continue to grow the business, they have that anxiety to get the finish line, right? And they pressure test our speed to market to deliver experience initiatives as they should, as we should always be doing. But we take an agile approach to that and organically learn and evolve as we go, which seems to be a really healthy approach for our culture at Sedwick. But I would say connection, change, and then speed. And I would add to that the HR operating model and how we really get what Josh just talked about into our leaders in the business is really important. And as an HR leadership team, we talk about that all the time and we're always shifting. What is our operating model? How can we make sure that we are organized to effectively get out what we're developing and have it adopted? In fact, we were just on a meeting earlier today making some tweaks to how we're doing that because we're not getting as much traction as fast as we want. So we've got to always be on our toes and changing how we're thinking about it. I love the accountability piece there, Michelle. Thank you for talking us through that. I'm curious always from both of you, um, and this is my own curiosity about philosophy with leadership and vision. Can you talk a little bit about that, both of you? We've heard a lot of it throughout our questions today, but I want to make sure I give you both a chance to answer that as well. From my perspective, leadership is a mindset first, 
and then actions to deliver on that mindset. And for me, the mindset is to be bold and to clearly articulate where you want to go. You have to have the right people in the right roles to be successful, and you have to create an environment where every member of the team wants to succeed and where they think the team is the star, not an individual. You have to put the team first in order to succeed. Creating that right culture is the most important thing. And if you can get that right, the team can accomplish the impossible. And they might say, and they do say this, gosh, can we do that? And then they'll put their heads together and they'll figure out how to do it. And then they'll go do it. The leader also has to know when to go deep and when to stay elevated. And most of the time they should be elevated and focus on vision and steering to achieve the vision. The leader's time and energy needs to be relentlessly managed and the mindset should be a series of sprints with breaks in between. It's not a marathon. You've got to have time to take breaks and to regroup. And finally, a leader knows that anything that is accomplished is because of the team. It is not because of the leader. It's of no surprise that I agree with all of that. Otherwise, <laughs> I would not be working with Michelle. Um, I think to further that just a little bit, it becomes... Yeah, I'll talk about on the program design side now, it becomes our role to enable our leaders to have that, to have that environment and thinking about how we bring some programs and employee experience in core values, in behavior work, whatever it be in all HR work is truly around putting that in our leaders' hands so they can be the most successful. It's not about delivering and letting it out the door. It truly is that partnership with, with our leaders so they can do what they do best and and continue to evolve and continue to pressure themselves to be in that space. And that takes a different type of program design than probably the typical program design of building a learning solution, building a talent acquisition solution. It's about involving our leaders into that because they truly need to have those tools at their fingertips at ease to be that type of leader. So I just kind of further it to say that that's an approach to program design and execution that is very, very key. You can clearly hear your passion and enthusiasm and commitment to what you're doing as we're wrapping up our conversation today. Any parting thoughts that you'd like to share? I'll share that it is such a great time to be in HR. We have never in my career, never experienced anything like the opportunities that we have today to really drive business outcomes. And I'm just so excited about the work that we're doing. I agree. I am excited about the work we're doing. And I also agree at no better time to be in our space. I think of most in the history of HR, we are in a spot where HR is business first, HR second. And that's such an exciting place to be, especially for us with our expertise, because we are needed more than ever as climates evolve, as our ecosystems evolve, all those things change. We're truly being seen as consultants to how the business continues to grow and evolve. And I hope that for everyone, but I, I do truly feel that at Sedgwick is a key component to how we're positioned to really support. We're a business unit. We're not a support unit. We are truly defined as a business unit. And that's such an exciting thing to be a part of. Absolutely. Josh, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. So appreciate your expertise and sharing your wisdom with us and our audience. Thanks, Mary. 
Thanks so much, Mary. Taking the Lead is a production of Gravanti, and the views expressed are those of the host and guests. For more information, please visit bravanti.com. Music in this podcast is courtesy of Jazzar.